Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with legendary consultant David Preston. He has over 30 years of experience in marketing, production creation, and joint ventures. He has also been a top producer on the speaking circuit for many years, covering many topics related to entrepreneurship and building a six-figure income from home. We caught up with him from one of his home bases in the Philippines to talk about his magic and life that continues to unfold. Enjoy. There we go. David Preston, what's up, man? Just you. Just <laughs> you, Joe, the man. <laughs> You're the man. I, I, I want to get into the legendary layers here. Say, I was. I already don't like this. You're just much better looking than me. This is just not right. Uh-oh. We can go to the phone call <laughs> if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might work. That might work. <laughs> hey, it's great to meet you. I'm glad that we had the chance to connect. Thanks for taking a minute out today. Oh, no problem. Thanks for inviting me on. I look forward to possibly helping some folks online, you know, and maybe helping them get maybe with all this business jazz. Yeah, I have no doubt that you will. Where are you located? Um, I am in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Okay. I've never been over in that area. I always interview people in the Mm. Carolinas and I hear it's beautiful. It's awesome. You know, I really love it. It's a very old city, very old history. Yeah. And I really love the people down there. Very friendly city. And um, where? so where are you from? I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. I've been born and bred here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I wandered all over the whole planet, you know, for many, many years um, in the military. Yeah. Then out of there and got out in Charleston and just loved it there. And yeah. I just stayed. So have you been and to Kansas I, City? Um, I have not. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's kind of a surprising place. A lot of people may just think it's kind of a Midwestern town, but it's, it's grown up quite a bit. I've eaten quite a bit of barbecue that said it was from there. There you go. (laughs) You're on your way then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got a taste of it. There we go. Yeah, absolutely. You did. Well, hey, it's great to meet you, and and I'm really looking forward to to getting into your history and who you are. And to begin the conversation, I want to know, how did you get through the last three and a half years of this pandemic, and how did it change you? Um, a lot of that, actually, um, I had some health, real health challenges um, before the pandemic started, right? It was actually right before the pandemic started. I had two strokes that were back-to-back. And um, I'm very fortunate that I've got a very good neurologist and everything else and took very good care of me. So I'm probably about 85 percent, you know, where I was. So I'm very thankful for that, you know. But the pandemic, I mean, it just really slammed the business owners. Um, And what we found out in the consulting end of things was that. This is a major, major thing. If you're taking notes, you know, write this down is start building a customer list that you can market to start building a list of buyers and turn your foot traffic from the door, you know, into an email list traffic because the clients that we had that had an email list, we could make an offer for them, send it out to their list And they could just go to the store and open it for one day and fulfill all the orders, make a ton of money, close the store and go back home. So it really did not affect the clients that much who had a list. Um, The ones that did not have a list, it pretty much broke their back. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you're a legendary consultant and I want to get to the essence of what you do. So I'm going to put you in front of a bunch of third graders. And one of the kids looks up and says, Hey, what do you do for a living? How would you explain it to them? Um, I help business owners of all kinds, um, internet marketers, brick and mortar business owners. I help them become more profitable and sell more products. So what did you want to be in the third grade? What was your dream to grow up and become? I actually wanted to grow up and be um, an astronaut. That okay. Was, that was my big thing, but I didn't quite make it that far, but <laughs> still shooting for the stars. That's right. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Take me back to where you were born and raised and how did these seeds get into you? Because you're in the business of helping people and that takes a lot out of you. How did those yeah. seeds become you? How did this grow into who you are today? Um, that's a good question. That I was born on a little farm in Ohio, in, um, in New Carlisle, Ohio. I was born and raised there. And my father was a pastor and a local community activist, you know, very active. My mother was a teacher retired after 42 years of teaching people. And I really got into everything on that end of things. And I volunteered for a lot of things. I had a paper route, you know, my first entrepreneurial thing. And I made really good money with that. And that's where I first figured out that I could sell. Yeah. So I started from there and just grew it um, from that point. But it was a lot of it was my raising, you know, my parents, you know, and everything that they did, they were very active in the community and they're very giving people. Yeah. So, know, so, who, so who would you consider a hero? Was it your parents or who were like ultimately a hero inspiration for you in your life? Um, yeah, I would say my dad, you know, was probably one of my biggest heroes. And he had one saying that still, you know, adamantly sticks with me today. And it's what I impressed upon my own children was it didn't matter what I was doing or what I did. If I got finished with a job, like if I wanted to go out and play with the children, he wanted me to clean the car first. If I cleaned the car first and I would say, look, you know, I want to go play with these kids before this is over with. He would look at me and say, OK. And he said, did you get the car clean? And I, e yeah, you'd say, are you proud of it? That's the one. Yeah. Are you proud of it? Yep. I get it. And that has stuck with me, you know, for my entire life. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's great advice. So in the in the realm of helping people out, you obviously have watched this tapestry of business happen around yeah. you. What's been the one of the business success stories that we've witnessed in our lifetime that's been the most impressive to you? Wow. Um, there is a lot of really heavy business success stories. I, I love watching Shark Tank and some of the yeah. stuff on there and especially the, the nobodies that come on there with a little idea that's very simple yeah. that just blows everybody away. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the best ones was the guy that came on there with that little handle. He could stick into the car door, you know, the frame and yeah. step up onto the SUV and unload everything. And that was just brilliant. Yeah. And nobody had thought of that, but that's probably one of the biggest, you know, success stories. 
I always think about that dad from Gremlins. He had all of those little things and he was always inventing things. And I always <laughs> right. thought how cool that would be to have somebody around that had all these inventions all the time. You know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so that's very true. Yeah. So let me ask you this of all of the people alive on the planet right now, if you can meet one person and spend some time with them, who would it be? I would, I would probably say Richard Branson. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you ask? He's, he's done things entirely his own way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from the entire time I started following him many decades ago and he just doesn't listen to what everybody else says. Yeah. You know, which is great. I mean, if he believes it's a great idea, um, he'll put it out to the employees and get feedback from them. And he takes that feedback seriously, yeah. you know, and, and builds it into a, a monster. Yeah. And, and I've always admired him for that. Yeah. So obviously someone like him has a lot high level of motivation and gumption. What is that yeah. for you? What's the fuel in your tank? What makes you get out of bed and be who you are every day? It's actually the thought that I could either save somebody's business, you know, which could turn their whole life around or change their life, you know, or I can help some people today, you know, be a better person than they were yesterday. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things. Um, like I've been divorced for a long time and then I got remarried and moved over to the Philippines and uh, I go back and forth between Charleston and the Philippines. I'm currently in the Philippines with the outsourcing team yeah. and um, remarried over here and started another family. Basically, I mean, I have grown children in America, 27 and 31. And now I have a, a two year old boy and a four year old girl. You know, so they're they're my main motivation for when I get up in the morning. They're there right there. You know, hey. Yeah. You know, what yeah. are we doing, dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So of all of the clients that you've helped in your life, what's one success story that always puts a smile on your face? Um, I would have to say I helped a guy named Michael Holman who had a motorcycle shop that he just couldn't figure out, you know, what was going wrong. And I looked at everything he was doing. And of course, as a consultant, I'm in a catbird seat. You know, I, I'm not involved in the day-to-day -day operations where I'm swamped and can't think, you know, like most business owners are very swamped with everything they're doing. You know, I have the, the option of sitting back and looking at it and saying, look, you know, if you're doing this, why aren't you doing this? And they're like, oh, that's brilliant. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> That's common sense. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't say that, but I, I actually said one thing to him um, and it was in passing. He was, he was introduced to me at a burger joint um, in Charleston, Billy's Burgers with another client of mine from um, the beach from Isle of Palms. And he just introduced him and said, Mike, this guy can help you, man. And he told me what he was doing and what he thought he was doing wrong. And I said, look, are you doing this? And he said, what? And I said, if you're doing that, you know, why aren't you doing this? And then he goes, hmm, 
and he didn't think about it. And I didn't see him for a couple of months until he just called me one day and said, can I meet you? And I said, yeah. And he gave me a $5,000 bonus from that idea that wow. just blew up. And wow. he said that he's got more business now than he can handle. He's got three more mechanics he's had to hire. And he said, and it was just that one thing that you said. He said, it just blew my mind. And he said, how much would it take, you know, to hire you full time? And I said, you don't need me now. <laughs> <laughs> you put yourself out of business. I did, but he laughed, you know, he put me on retainer. He said, just in case I want to call, you know, with a question. And I said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. You know, so we've done that. And I've helped, I've been in a fortunate position to where I started a totally different way than most people did. Um, I actually started teaching free workshops for local business owners. And I would volunteer to teach those at the SBA at the resource center. And that was many decades ago. And it really worked out. It, it blew my mind how well it worked was you're not allowed to pitch anything. You're not allowed to say anything because the government's not allowed to endorse you. So what I did was I just shared the knowledge that I had about marketing. And then the last hour was open Q&A for any marketing questions they had. And this was my whole pitch. At the end of it, I would say, look, I got a box of cards on the table back there. If you get stuck, give me a call and I'll walk you through it over the phone. It's not rocket science, guys. You know, you can do this. And my phone rang off the hook and it was everybody called me and said, how much for you to do it? And I was like, well, you can do this. And they're like, I don't, I don't want to do it. I want you to do it. You know, <laughs> and I wound up teaching at small business development centers all over college campuses, all over the state. And it just blew up. It just went crazy. Yeah. And it was all started in my own mind. I always bring everybody back to this. Everybody said, you've had a massive amount of success. And I said, it all started from freely helping people. That's yeah. all. Yeah. 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 You know, someone was telling me a while back, and this is always stuck in my head. The best way to approach a business idea is to solve a problem. And that's what you did. Yeah. You, you know, you came from an angle of solving a problem. You did it just because you did it. And that karmic tree just grew up in your backyard. Yeah. And it was, it was unbelievable. You know, the first show that I did, it was really a, a four, four hours. It was from 8 a.m. to noon. And then we all ate lunch and I answered any more further questions for those that wanted to hang around. But um, I just give them solid content about my experience and what to do, you know, to even start joint venturing with other members in the room and cross promote each other. You know, if they're not yeah. competing, you know, like there was a health spa there that was a real high end beauty spa and a real high end hair salon. I said, you guys should be working together. You know, you both serve the same customer, you know, but you're not in competition with each other, you know, so you could give them 30% off. They give you 30% off and you start migrating lists and you're both going to make a lot more money and it's free doesn't cost you anything yeah you know so there's a lot of things like that that people just don't think about like joint ventures and miniature joint ventures and things it's very difficult for me to step out on a sidewalk and look up and down the street and not see deals yeah <laughs> every yeah well the interesting thing that you've just said right now in this 
like five minute window is that it seems to me in your business, what you're doing is you're coming in with this intellect, but you're coming in with fresh eyes. And these people that are running these businesses mm -hmm. are so close, they don't see it. It's like they're in the micro thing and you come in with this yes. macro. Is that kind of how it works? Absolutely correct. That's a great analogy, you know, because I can see what they don't because I'm not involved in it. You know, they're so busy putting out fires every day, you know, that their feet are on fire trying to get this resolved. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the fortunate position of not having to do that. Yeah. You know, so I can look <laughs> at their business and say, I've looked at somebody's P&L before. Yeah. And just looked at their profit and loss statement. And I read a line on there and I said, holy smokes. And I said, what is that? And then he, he, I really don't understand that. I said, you don't understand how to read a P&L? And he goes, no. And I said, all right. So we went through it. And then he goes, oh, oh, I know what that is. And he goes, that's my son. That's what that is. <laughs> I said, okay. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That's it. That's it. So, you know, speaking of youth, if you had a dream tonight and ran into a like a 20 year old version of you and you could give that version of you a piece mm. of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life so far, what advice would you dispense on that young version of you? Wow, that's a great question. Um, for me, I would probably go toward more helping people with their health yeah. than anything else in the world. Um, after I had a couple of strokes, I went through some stuff on my own that I didn't think I was going to be able to walk again for a while. And then another section, I, I couldn't move parts of my body. And it was a lot of work, you yeah. know, to finally get to the point to where I was. But um, I had somebody share something with me and she changes a lot of lives. She has a PhD in chemistry and um, she has figured out, and a lot of people probably shoot us over this, but she's figured out how to mix honey and baking soda together and just heat it until it's infused and it starts foaming up and then she uses that to successfully treat tons and tons of different types of cancer wow and yeah. it's like a trojan horse yeah you know it goes after the sugar you know and it doesn't realize it's ingesting the alkalinity of the baking soda and it just kills it on contact wow that's fascinating and i I had a very good friend of mine that was diagnosed with liver cancer, which, you know, you're pretty much done Yeah. when you've got liver cancer. And that cured him in three months Wow. You know, doing nothing else. And it just blew my mind. That is mind blowing. Wow. And she's just very under the radar, very quiet and subtle about everything. And she told me, she goes, you know, you can tell everybody to do this or how to do it. And she goes, but don't, you know, don't charge for it or don't make a big thing or they're going to come after you. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And, uh, and I was like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. That's a great answer because it really is. There's a, there's a point in your life where you can't look back and say, I wish I would have done things healthier or I would have lived yeah. in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just, yeah. Yeah. That taught me a very hard lesson was that if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. Yeah. That's I get it. That is a fact. That is a fact. No, and as a consultant, I couldn't use my brain from the stroke, you know, the way that I wanted to because it yeah. would just wouldn't translate. Mm -hmm. And that was really very scary for me. Yeah, absolutely. 
So of all the things that you've done and obviously overcome with your stroke and getting back to where you are now, what are you the proudest of that you've done in your life up to this point? The proudest thing I would have to say, um, other than my family, yeah, is I'm starting a compound over here in the Philippines, a nonprofit compound for holistic cancer care. Excellent. You know, so a lot of the people over here are very poor. Um, they can't really afford anything, you know, so they can't do chemo. They can't, they can see an oncologist who tells them, yeah, you've got this cancer, you know, but they can't pay for it. So yeah. they just, they know they're, they're done. Yeah. And their family can't pay for it. I mean, and they're great people. They're very happy. Islander people are just great people. Yeah. And uh, they have a very Hakuna Matata you know, attitude. Yeah. Just don't, um, you know, so that's probably one of the things I'm the most proud of. I got a couple of other entrepreneurs in America. They're pitching in on me with it, you know, and we're going to call it cancer care ministries. Yeah. And we've got somebody else in charge of it. That's going to help us build it and grow it. And I think it'll help a lot of people. Absolutely. That's wonderful. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, yeah. clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? Um, I had, that's a great question. I had some people always, I sold when I was on the stage and speaking on the circuit. Um, I was one of the, fortunately, one of the top producers on the circuit all the time. And um, I would sell anywhere from 50 to a hundred grand in an hour every time I was on the stage. And it was very simple for me. And they have all these guest speakers that stay in the back of the room. Yeah. You know, they're all in the back of the room and they're hoity toity guru section, you know, and I was always out in the hall, you know, and I was always helping people or talking to them for free, you know, or if they said, Hey, my business is doing this, you know, or my internet business, this, what can you tell me? And I could give them advice, you know, and help them. Yeah. And then everybody wondered why he sold so much. <laughs> right. And I'm like, get it, get a clue, dude. <laughs> you know? So yeah. to me, in answer to your question, and I would tell people this, I said, they would say, oh man, that's brilliant. And I said, eh. I said, look, I'm, I'm just an old farm boy. I've always just been an old farm boy. And I've just been really blessed with a brain that just thinks differently about yeah. almost everything. And yeah. I thank the creator for that all the time. I'm yeah. like, thank you, God, for that, you know, yeah. but it, it's a gift. Yeah. And I'm trying to use it as much as I can to help as many people as I can. I love it. David, if anyone wants to hire you, learn more about you, anything about your world, where do they go? What do they do? Um, the easiest place to go right now, we've actually got a new coaching program after the strokes and everything else. And we're back on level ground now. We're launching a coaching program called oneuptowealth.com. And it's just all spelled out, one word, oneuptowealth.com. And there's a questionnaire survey on there to see if they can work with me. And once they complete this little 10-question survey, it'll take them to a Calendly page if they pass the test. And they can book a one-on-one -on -one call with me, and we can talk about it. And I'll see if I can actually help them. Yeah, that's wonderful. So. That works really, really well. Looking forward to it. And you're actually the first podcast we're on that's Excellent. the kickoff for One Up to Wealth. So. I love it. I love it. David, you are legendary. Thank you, sir, for your time. Thank you for your stories. This has been wonderful and refreshing. And best of luck with everything. 
And thank you as well, Joe, for taking the time to put me on the show. And uh, have an awesome day. Yes, sir. Just because you can. That's right. You're right. Exactly. Thank you, sir. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music